0: What's up? This is Pat's Interference College Football Podcast. I am Patrick Norwood. I'm Patrick Brickman. And uh, we we didn't talk to you guys last week, even though I said we were going to, and I'm sorry about that. I had a paper to write. Uh, my final exam paper. And boy, ASU. I'm sure it was awesome. I, I'm, it, it'll get the job done, I think. I think it'll get the job done, and I, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Uh, this is a college football podcast, like I said. Thank you so much for listening. This is your first time tuning in. Buckle up. Get ready. It's it's, uh, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good episode. Hey, before we get started, though, we do uh, I, I do want to mention right off the top, um, our thoughts and prayers at the podcast are, are going out to everybody involved in the Virginia shooting this past week, and we just wanted to take uh, a few seconds and do a little moment of silence here uh, right off the top in memory of everybody involved. all right thanks uh brick how's your week been it has been was it wednesday it's been good um it's been cold
1: here it's been dreary it's yesterday was sad outside but good inside
0: yeah good inside great inside
1: good inside the heart good inside my mind and Mm -hmm. good inside my uh, office
0: i i will ask you a question before we get into the college football stuff sure what is the one uh item at a grocery store that you should never buy the store brand
1: That for me, and this has been something that I've felt for a long time, would be the Malto Meal, you know, the store brand cereal that Walmart has, the Malto Meal brand of Fruity Dino Bites. That's their knockoff Fruity Pebbles. Um, My dad used to always buy store brand of a lot of things. Um, He'd get the store brand orange juice and then Mm. cereals, you know, the pirate-themed Captain Crunch, Rice Krispies, store brand's the same exact thing. And most of it was fine, but... The Fruity Pebbles, or as they called them, Fruity dinobites, were just atrocious. And I'd always say to them...
0: Was it like a lack of sugar thing?
1: It just didn't have the same fruity taste, and the texture was all wrong, and they weren't like... You know, Fruity Pebbles have that, that, that distinct smell. They've got that distinct like mouthfeel. I hate when you people say mouthfeel, but I just said it No, to te- describe uh, cereal. texture. I would texture. say texture. Yeah. And it just, it just didn't have it. And of course, I go, Dad, please stop don't please don't get fruity dino bites You go well, no you're just complaining you just want the good like you want the more expensive stuff because you like no, no no specifically just this one don't get it and he always did but was it no. was it like
0: chalkier in texture
1: it was it tasted cheaper it tasted mm. like it was like little little small pieces of cardboard that's a that's an indictment <laughs> yeah I, I i speak down to the people that make Fruity Dino Bites, I would go. Uh, I look down on them. I would
0: go toilet paper. I think. Why would you? Why would you save like at most a dollar fifty when Charmin is right there?
1: I'm all wet wipes and bidets, baby.
0: That's good for you, man.
1: Thanks. That's really good for you. Thanks. What brand of um toilet paper is sponsoring our podcast today? I feel like we could go Charmin. Charmin's a good one.
0: It's not even Iron Bowl week and we're talking about toilet paper. Look at us.
1: Oh, we, li- we eat, sleep, and breathe toilet paper at the yeah. University of Alabama. Yep.
0: Well, especially the, uh, the, the comfort of Charmin.
1: I also like Scott's.
0: Scotts is a good brand. Whichever one offers us more money, we'll be the
1: exclusive toilet paper ooh, I like that. provider of Pat's Interference. Uh,
0: if you want to get in touch with us to work out those details, Scotts or Charmin, uh, you can email our intern Skylar Norwood, um, that is Skylar Norwood SkylarNorwood124 at gmail.com. At patsinterference.com I meant to yeah, say. Yeah, there you go. That's that's her uh, that's her. That won't get domain. kicked back at all. No, not at all. Not at all. All right. Uh so look, we missed we missed two weeks ago. Um we're not gonna go over all of college football from two weeks ago. No. Okay? I do want to go over one game. I think that was two weeks ago. Maybe we can go
1: over general thoughts and feel in your one game and then general thoughts and feelings of yeah. the last two weeks and then some specific games from last weekend too.
0: Um two weeks ago I want to go over uh Clemson Notre Dame. Okay, yeah, go Clemson for it. Clemson didn't just lose. Clemson got drug by Notre Dame. Is that a people were overrating Clemson or people were underrating Notre Dame? It's hard to say that people
1: were underrating Notre Dame with some of the other games they played, some of the other losses they had. The Marshall early in the season? Yes. Yeah, so Notre Dame, yes, maybe they were underrated and how much better they were getting as the season went on, but it, it was a lot of just overrating Clemson. Clemson, you know, escaping with with wins against teams they probably didn't need to beat and stuff like that, but um, it was just a flat out poor performance, yeah, from everywhere, yes, across the board for Clemson. One that we kind of saw coming and coming and coming, and then it finally hit them.
0: I I think we said on the pod with Cam and Paxton. Shout out those dudes, by the way. Oh yeah, they were on our last episode. Great podcast. Yeah, last one we did. Um, Really, really good dudes. Cam had some great thoughts. um, Had some big uh some big home run picks from cam
1: he was the best prognosticator out of the four of us that week look at you
0: prognosticator
1: wait i used i used the word and this is this is i am not bsing you right now i correctly and didn't premeditate it either correctly used the word nonplussed the other day wow i was i felt like a god (laughs) 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 my girlfriend mc was like what did you just say it was like nonplussed.
0: Nonplussed. And then I had to whip out Google and make sure that I used it right. I did. Uh we're gonna do more podcasts before this, but I don't want to forget since her party is Friday. Happy early birthday Happy Tennessee. early birthday! Happy yes. early birthday. November twenty seventh, if turning, you guys want to turning the right well wishes. The ripe age of twenty three years old.
1: Ooh, no, don't 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 put that out there. She'll be turning Upper twenties.
0: She's twenty one years old.
1: I don't can you are you allowed to say like she's probably 28, you can still announce this. I'm going to go ahead and give
0: you a uh, give you a warning. Mm-hmm. There's no way she's listening to this.
1: No, she listens every we week. We could
0: say she was 44. She listens every week. Happy birthday to my favorite 52-year-old, Mary Caroline.
1: And congratulations to her getting her Taylor Swift tickets. That's a big deal. That's the bigger deal. That, for her, is a bigger deal than anything that's happened to me this year.
0: Yes. Uh, anyway, back to this college football podcast that we do. Uh, Clemson did not score. I think I have this right. I, I I think I have this right. Clemson did not score a point until the fourth quarter. Yeah, you do have that right. How does that happen? I would
1: have taken a lot more, like, revelry and and, and um, good feelings about that game if I still wasn't upset about the LSU loss. Um, but yeah. at the time, I, I would have probably even paid more attention than if I wasn't sulking. But, um, no, Clemson was, was just, and we watched it, but Clemson was, was completely out of sorts. They were. And... and, and it wasn't even like it, it was a big moment for them. They just didn't show up to play. It's not like the the lights were too bright and they couldn't handle it. I mean, it was Notre Dame and Notre Dame hasn't been good this year. Yeah. They
0: just didn't show up to play. Who's the most improved team throughout this season, LSU or Notre Dame?
1: Oh, from what we saw, uh you know, I guess you'd have to go LSU. I think you would. You think you'd just because I mean, I mean they're going to they're going to play for a conference they championship. They were projected in two weeks. to finish fourth, I think. Fifth in the West. Fifth in the West. Yeah. Wow. Wow, Ohio Bama, A and M,
0: and I'm forgetting one. Uh, well, it wasn't Auburn? No, Mississippi State, maybe. Move on. Yeah, I think it was Arkansas. Yes, Arkansas. there it is. Uh, well, a yeah, lot of people forget about I, Arkansas. I'd say, I'd say it's LSU too, but I think we're. I think the country has kind of done a discredit to Notre Dame for the way they have bounced back. They haven't been perfect. They've won one, lost one, won one, lost one, multiple times. Like, but they've been a lot better than they were at the beginning of the season. They are. It's just they lost too much too early for people to to keep caring about. Yep. Them. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh. Okay. Now uh, that's kind of the only game from week ten I really wanted to talk about. Um. Georgia Molly, to Tennessee, but we all kind of th- thought that might happen. Um. I said that Tennessee would cover. They ended up not covering. Yeah. We also Tennessee would at least cover. Um. You know, it's uh. Hinden, Hooker. 23 for 33 for 195 yards and a pick, didn't throw a touchdown. Um, and then Stetson Bennett went off. I mean, Stetson Bennett's been a rock star this year. I have a question that you won't like. Okay. But
1: but at what point of Clemson's success, not Clemson, sorry, let me start over. At what point of Georgia's success will you confidently and fully say they have supplanted Alabama as the dog of the SEC? Uh, why are we not saying that right now? Are, are you saying that now?
0: You mean overall or They
1: have they have a title and they look like they're on their way to a second is it if they is it right now is it if they win it this year is it if they win it this year and come back next year and dominate what what at what point and do you go oh Kirby's got Nick Saban down
0: he's got him No no I don't I don't think we're there yet um I I think it's it's neck and neck whereas it used to be it's all Alabama mm-hmm. um I shouldn't have even said in the SEC I should have said until Georgia is the team of college football, um, they're headed in that direction. They are right. They win a title this year. I, I definitely think you could say that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to win a title this year, um, which we'll get into in a minute. But I think Georgia, um, yeah, Georgia's. It's, it's so you said it great a couple of years ago when you were talking about Alabama and Clemson. Mm-hmm. You know, there's two kings of college football, and one of them's holding the crown.
1: Oh, I do remember that quote.
0: Right, that yeah. was in our intro three years ago, and yeah. I'm being dead serious right now. I think that's how the SEC is. Mm-hmm. I think they're they're. Realistically and legitimately, there are two teams who are super impressive in the SEC. And I think Alabama's got its issues, and everybody's going to hate me saying this, but I think you know brass tacks. You ask any fan who are the two main teams in the SEC; they're going to say Georgia and Alabama.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And I think Texas A&M fans would all say it's Texas A&M, which is adorable because they're not even going to go to a bowl this year. Uh-huh. They have seven losses, dude. They have six consecutive losses. They just lost a Cadillac Williams at head coach. <laughs> But that environment though.
1: They couldn't they couldn't score more than 10 points against that Auburn defense. I know that it was windy, but it was windy for Auburn too, and Auburn don't have a great passing attack.
0: Auburn's gonna absolutely give us a hell.
1: We're, let's just talk about that weeks. one. Let's just talk about that one.
0: AM and let's Auburn. Let's just
1: pile on AM.
0: I mean, imagine paying ninety five million. A pet so this is how I described it to somebody who doesn't really watch college football the other day. Imagine you paid someone to come in and paint your house and you paid them. and then they gave you legitimately $3 worth of work. And I mean that in a way where you asked them to paint the living room, your master bedroom and your office. And they painted your kitchen and part of your coat closet and then spilled paint all over the floor, tripped and fell into a wall, punched a hole through said wall and then Every other Painter that was on that guy's staff are the ones that he blamed, and then they all left.
1: Do you think that all the Painters are going to leave And by that? I mean, do you think there will be a bit of an exodus from AM? and
0: Oh, big time. You do? Big time. I'm, I'm wondering,
1: because Jimbo's now going to have to be tasked with, I mean, this season was was as disappointing as a team has had of a season in that I can remember. From coming in as a top six team? They're right. They were five, six, seven yeah. ranked yeah. to winning three games and and one SEC game. I'd, I'd so, say
0: it. i say it is either them. Excuse me, Auburn in twenty eleven, mm-hmm. or one of those USC teams that just came out and just. Yeah,
1: USC did come in ranked number one with Matt Barkley a few years ago, and that that's on that level with and Lane finished Kippen. unranked, right? Um, yes, but. Uh, they also didn't win only three games. So how does Jim? I guess Jimbo has to try to sell this to these guys as a rebuilding year, which is total BS. But that's what he's gonna have to do. No, I mean he has to convince them because he has to keep a slide from having... At this point, it's not worth it. We know that Jimbo's got a mess to clean up, and we know that they can't fire him. Yeah, he's gonna have to be the hardest working guy in college football this off season.
0: But results are showing that maybe he isn't even that guy right now because he's he's not. He's not. And I, I have said this for a long time. I think he's a fraud. I think he's a fraud. It's I think more, Jimbo, and more
1: evident. It's actually very evident now. But Jimbo
0: had a massively talented squad at Florida State. And I do think he was good at motivating those guys. They really did seem to want to play for him. But he's carried by Jameis, who we tend to
1: forget was setting records.
0: The other coach that he reminds me of is currently the defensive coordinator at North Carolina.
1: You're <laughs> talking about Gene Chiswick.
0: I genuinely think he's Gene Chiswick. I'm not kidding. I think Gus Malzahn is a better coach than Jimbo Fisher.
1: And and then after yeah, he he kinda had it perfect because he he got to be carried by Jameis, where Chizik had Cam, but when Cam left he had nothing. Jimbo at least had Jameis, and then he got to be carried for another season or two by Dalvin Cook. Yep. And then the wheels fell off. And he had uh, Derwin James got Dalvin Cook. They won the orange Bowl. Who is who
0: is the who is the really, really talented quarterback they had right after Jameis?
1: Uh I mean, Everett Golson came in. No,
0: no, 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 Francois.
1: Uh, Francois. Francois got Francois hurt. Francois
0: was a great quarterback and got hurt. Yeah. It's not his fault, but like, yeah. dude, you had two really they, solid they had, they had some guys that kind of
1: helped. And then you see when he left, and Taggart gets a decent amount of that blame too, but you see what happened when he left and what mm-hmm. that program became. So that's now what A&M is, who has a worse winning record than Kevin Sumlin. Yep. And, is, you know, he got, he got to have a good COVID year, and he's gotten to ride those coattails.
0: I mean, it's... If I'm an A&M fan, I am depressed. I'm beyond depressed. Oh, I'm just there every day not,
1: hoping that the players don't leave. There That's is the only There is not silence.
0: a light at the end of this tunnel. They play UMass this weekend. That should be a win.
1: So they'll finish with four wins. They're not beating LSU. Right? That's who they play last. They're not beating LSU. It is at home. They don't have the horses. It's at home. Yeah, I mean, if you beat LSU, then I wouldn't transfer either. I'd go, hey, we figured it out the last week of the season. Let's figure this thing out. Yeah, but if they don't and they wouldn't finish with four wins, uh, if I'm Nick Saban, I'm calling Evan Stewart.
0: The fact December first, l- just listen to the schedule. Thirty-one nothing Sam Houston State, and we're all like, okay, they're they're legit. Mm-hmm. Here we go. App State beats them seventeen fourteen. That's week two. That's week two. Yeah, an App State team that lost to North Carolina in a shootout the week before on two missed field goals, beats Jimbo at home by three.
1: Worst loss of the season.
0: They then beat Miami. Maybe not. Miami had a pretty terrible loss. 17-9, to nine, okay, in a game where they scored in the first and third quarters, and the only reason they didn't lose is because Miami did not have a touchdown in the entire game.
1: And we looked at that because Miami's Miami has been very disappointing this year, too. Uh, Miami was still kind of seen as a top 25 team at the time. So, like, oh, they were, okay, flip ranked, game against they were State. They ranked 13
0: in the country. Yeah. Uh, they then beat Arkansas. Okay. Arkansas is pretty good. That was a good win. It was kind of fluky because, remember, that field goal went off the very top of the upright. Yeah, right?
1: an upright that wouldn't have been there in uh, college because they're taller in the NFL. they're They, were they get waxed Arlington. by
0: Mississippi State. They barely lose to Alabama on the road and now everybody's like okay maybe they're legit they are not they lose to South Carolina Ole Miss Florida and now Auburn
1: yeah that South Carolina loss was was when the the fraudulency really really reared its head but and they um, only
0: lost to Ole Miss by three by the way I feel like we forget that they lose by 17 to Florida at home and then go on the road and lose by three to Auburn
1: it's these yeah it's these close losses that Jimbo would win it, uh you su- you've you seen this circulating around Twitter this week. It's become a meme at this point. But uh, but like the Denver Broncos would be 8-1 and one if they could just get to 18 points. If they average 18 points a game or they could score 18 points in every game, they'd be 8-1. and one. That's yeah. what A&M is. Yes. Their defense has been decently solid, other than the Mississippi State game and maybe a couple others. But their offense has been so atrocious. Jimbo Fisher is supposed to be an offensive mind. He's supposed to be a quarterback's whisper, which that moniker has just flown out the window the last couple oh, of years. Oh, you mean
0: like Gene Chizik? <laughs> right. tell me i'm wrong like the comparison's there for a reason i mean I he
1: was he he got he got credited with what happened with ponder and Manuel
0: and Jameis, and then from there he has not produced a quarterback my big thing is right now in college football all the pundits quote-unquote all the analysts quote-unquote all they want to talk about is this new era of college football with the transfer portal and nil's and jimbo had won that game he won it. He mm-hmm. won that but game. Yeah, with NIL, yes. More than anybody. And if you're going to point at, say, a Dabo Swinney or a Nick Saban and say, well, that guy just doesn't know how to coach. Clearly, he doesn't know how to coach in this new era of college football. Why is Jimbo getting a pass there? It's going to be really
1: telling about this sort of new college football mindset with players. If, if this A&M recruiting class somehow stays together and never manages to win a thing or they all leave— even if they do all leave, that will tell you a lot, yeah, about sort of the mindset of the players that come in, and they they come in and they commit to a school and a coach because of the money being offered to them by the car dealerships down the street, and not because of that's you know their competitive fire or whatever you might call it. Which I'm not even dunking on NIL. I think it's a a great addition to these athletes that put their health on the line to entertain us, thirty plus year old men. But um,
0: twenty nine. But yeah, <laughs> sorry. Uh. <laughs> Not till June for him. Not till June. Um let's let's bounce around a little bit more. Let's let's stop talking about Jimbo because Yeah, we really piled on, but that's what I wanted to do. Uh, Tennessee wins sixty six twenty four. Hinn and Hooker, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Played one guy game. It's against Georgia. He's pretty good. Right? Hooker
1: Hooker's been good.
0: Moving on. Uh, Purdue beats Illinois. Who cares? You care? I don't care. I don't care either. If you we'll asked me who won that
1: game, it. I probably would have forgotten by now.
0: Uh Let's move on down to, uh, we're going to go with, there was just a game I was looking at, and I was like, man, I really want to talk about that. Uh, Okay, well, UNC Wake. Okay. That game was really interesting because it showed a lot about both of those teams, and at the same time showed exactly what we knew about both of those teams. When the wheels come off on defense, the wheels are off. It is a roller coaster with no brakes, and there are no uphill climbs. Okay? It's bad. Both their defenses are very bad. Both of them have quarterbacks that are, and I'll quote Kirk Herbstreet here, gamers. Guys that just know how to win. Would you rather have an extremely talented quarterback, a five-star that comes out, gunslinger, maybe has a couple bad games in his career, and... Then on the other side you have a gamer. or oh, uh, just a guy who just knows how to get the job done like Drake May.
1: I'm I'm scoffing or like
0: at, Sam Hartman.
1: I'm scoffing at, at calling Drake May a gamer. That's such a wrong term to he was a five star recruit. He's a great quarterback. A gamer's like what Baker Mayfield no, was. No. The guy that, that was, was no. a walk on Brick that figured it out. You're
0: not understanding. What you have to do here is completely not watch any North Carolina football and then just look at the scores and make up a story in your head as to what happened. Every game that Drake May has won this year has been, okay, well, I guess it's me because our defense is literally a ghost.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what it is.
0: Our our defense is a sheet of paper in a hurricane right now, and I've got to go be the guy. And Sam Hartman has done the same thing at Wake all year long. That does not make them gamers. That does not mean they just find a way to win. That means they are literally the entire team.
1: No. Gamers are the dudes that were under-recruited, that probably were at one point were losing their quarterback battle, that people doubted, and then they come in and they... A five-star quarterback is not a gamer. He's a blue chip. We're gonna There's talk, a difference. We're going
0: to talk a, a lot about Drake May here in a bit. One thing I want to ask you. And I think this is going to be a really really funny uh, question and answer. I saw a meme the other day mm-hmm. that Reddit CFB shout out Reddit CFB tweeted that was uh, the Jack Sparrow quote where it's like you are by far the worst one loss Power Five team I've ever I've ever heard of, and he goes Ah, but you, you have heard of me. But you have heard of me, and that makes me want to start calling. We had bootstraps, bootstraps. Will Greer. Yeah, can we start calling Drake May Jack Sparrow? Sure. I love it. We can make that connection. Is this the worst one-loss P5 team you've ever seen?
1: It could be up there. Okay, so North Carolina, I just thought of this while we were doing this. UNC, Chapel Hill, is the anti-Texas (laughs) A&M. It is. Okay, because A&M has a good defense, bad offense, and is losing all their close games. The other way around. North Carolina has an awful defense, great offense, and is winning all their close games.
0: Yep. They're the
1: anti a yes.
0: yes. and Yes. it's
1: better to win ugly than lose pretty.
0: Yes. Uh, so let me, let me talk about Wake. Again, we're going to talk about Drake May a lot in a bit. Uh, let me talk about Wake. I think what Wake Forest has done in the last three or four years has been the most underappreciated thing in college football. <laughs> That's fair. They made a, a school whose entire student population is like 4,000 people mm-hmm. a top 25 team multiple years in a row. And probably this year would beat most top twenty-five teams, not most would beat some top twenty-five. Yeah, a teams. smattering of them, like sixteen to twenty-five. I'd I'd give Wake the nod probably. Yeah. Um, and I just think that that's something that we just sort of look past a lot. Is you don't look at I growth. do all the time.
1: I've barely paid attention to Wake this year.
0: They're good, man. They're good, and I think North Carolina is decent. I think they're like they're they're better than Wake clearly. Yeah, but I don't know if I'm ready to label them good.
1: I wouldn't want to face North Carolina.
0: Well, too bad. We're going to <laughs> the Bama North Carolina Orange Bowl is happening, and you need to you need to buckle up. I'm
1: ready for it. Okay. Uh,
0: okay. Uh, TCU and Texas. What an absolute pillow fight for Quinn Ewers to have the year that he's had, and then waltz into a home game where you get to Quinn. This is this is where this is where you get to say Texas is coming back next year. Texas is back. This is the game. You get to walk in, shut up a rival, ruin their undefeated playoff chance season, right? And nothing. He did absolutely nothing in that game.
1: Uh, Okay, so I have been very loudly wrong about LSU this year. You go back to our first episode, uh, our preseason predictions, and my prediction was that LSU was going to fall flat on their face and had no business being you know ranked had no they're gonna finish closer to 500 maybe seven and five that didn't happen i was very loudly wrong about lsu i've been very quietly wrong about texas i think i'm like 0 for seven on betting on them this year i mean it is (laughs) bad anytime i have to pick a texas game i am wrong and so the texas fans should be going we'll pick against us i have and you know then you win but then like just beat tcu i know tcu's now in the college football playoff, if the season ended today, but come on, you are Texas, their their mascot's a frog. Max, you stuck. have Quinn Ewers. He was he was one of three ever perfectly rated quarterbacks in high
0: school football. Yes, and he went seventeen for thirty nine for one hundred and seventy one yards and one pick.
1: Keep actually keep doing terrible. Get Sark fired for me, please.
0: Yeah, let's bring Sark back. Sark Heiple or not Sark Heiple? Uh, Sark Pruitt. <laughs> let's <laughs> yeah. get the bands back together. That'd be awesome. That'd be fantastic. Um, yeah, man. I, this game was really bad. At, at no point in this game was I having fun watching it. Um, I'm
1: going to be rooting against Texas till I die now.
0: with like, Especially now that they're getting Arch Manning. It's going to be so easy. With like, what does this say? Six minutes left in the third quarter, it was 3-0 TCU. And they're going to be a playoff team. I'm going to go ahead and say that. Yeah, I think your four are already set. I'm dead serious on this. Um, unless there's a blowout in quote-unquote the game. Yeah, with the Ohio State University and the Michigan Wolverines playing the most annoying rivalry game in the history of football, I think your four are already set. You don't see any way T- Tennessee sneaks in there. If TCU goes undefeated and Ohio State and Michigan play a pl- close game, why should they? Why well, would that's
1: you... that that argument's going to be here forever? Yeah. That argument, one loss Tennessee versus one loss Michigan, that will be the, luckily there's a 12-team playoff, but that, that, would be the, uh,
0: that would have been the driving force. If the margin of victory for Ohio State Michigan, whoever wins, is smaller than the margin of victory for Georgia-Tennessee, it is those four. This is not the conversation I wanted to have right now because there is one other stat that I wanted to, uh, wanted to relate to you um, from the Texas game. Texas had 22 carries for 28 yards in this game. Oh, a little uh, 2015 LSU Bama. Bijan Robinson had 12 carries for 29 yards. That is NFL rookie bust numbers, and I don't think Bijan is going to be a bust. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying those those stats are comparable. TCU ran the ball 44 times for 159 yards. 44 times for 159 yards. God. God, this game was bad. It was so bad. And I feel like we get to this point of the season every year with the Big 12, and we go, there's one good team. Yeah, I think we do it every year, too. There's one good team. And guess what? I year there were zero. That one good team has is either going to, has... Or came close to losing to three or four of the bad teams. Remember, this TCU team needed to come back to beat Oklahoma State. TCU's going to win it all this year, though. That's that's what I'm hoping for. Me too, buddy. I'd I would love to be. see. That'd be awesome. I'd love to see Max win one. Um, Mad Max. Uh, Utah clapped Stanford 42-7. UCLA upset by Arizona. 34-28 in the Pac-12 after dark special. It was I was abs- I
1: was disappointed in that one because I was I was wanting to feel. More excited about USC UCLA than I am now.
0: So let's, I think that's a great transition unless there's anything else you wanted to talk about. Uh, this week, the first time the Rose Bowl has sold out in like three years USC UCLA. So clearly they're all still excited about it. Who are you taking?
1: I'll go USC. Why? They have the best player on the field, the two best players on the field,
0: and Caleb Williams and Addison. Yeah. Probably probably I think I think UCLA is uh, w- w- mm. I think they had some close games this year that went under the radar because they also occurred on weeks where like Washington lost to Arizona State forks up um, Oregon lost yeah right let's oh that's another game we got to talk about sorry we got to go back we finally get to see Bo Nim- Bo number November Bo Knicks he finally showed up. November, yeah. November, we finally saw it. He finally showed up and was terrible. Did he play? Did he play bad? He didn't play great. He didn't play great. Now, granted, they kind of went full UNC and their defense sort of collapsed. I do, I do know. I didn't watch it. Watch it. I saw some
1: of it. I saw a smattering of it. I know that they were in position to win it at the end. Which, but I, I, I can't really strongly say. I thought. I thought that Bo Nix played pretty well, just from what I was. Following up with?
0: Uh he did. Okay. My point is when they needed him to be really, really good and yeah. the, the the transfer quarterback they needed. It wasn't Auburn be, Bo Vembert, it was still Bo he, he he fell he fell apart. He yeah. fell apart. He was nineteen for twenty seven for two hundred and eighty yards and two picks. He took care of the football, okay. He really did. Uh it was just the whole game was just uh bad. It was just a bad game.
1: I wanted to see Bo Nick's in the playoffs just to see them out done at Auburn
0: with 4 minutes left in that game by the way the score was uh 31-27 Washington and the final was 37-34 so they scored how many points is that That's uh, 10 and 10 and 3 13 13 points in the last 4 minutes that's just ugh uh shout out Washington i guess they're 8 and 2 Oregon's now 8 and 2 Pac is looking interesting you've got did you see the flow chart there's a flow chart you can yeah, look the, it up. the circle of um, suck yeah no well there's that which oh, was hilarious okay. this is actually like a flow chart of like who can possibly win the pack 12 and it is a nightmare it is an absolute nightmare to look at it's like there's there's a route where look at this there's a route where Cal plays a role in this this is just if so-and-so wins who beats so-and-so it's a nightmare absolute nightmare scenario. Uh but that's what makes college football great. That's what makes college football fun. Uh that flow chart by the way was Josh Furlong he tweeted that 5 hours ago. We were recording this Wednesday, November 16th, uh if you want to go see that. It's actually quite comical and I think you should look it up. Okay, now we'll move on. So sorry. So sorry about that. No need to apologize. Uh This week's always kind of a downer, right? Not a whole lot going on this week usually. Yeah, I think there's
1: You've a got a few ranked games.
0: Uh oh, we're going to talk about uc USC UCLA um yeah i'm gonna take usc too right now uh that game is let's see uh usc's a two and a half point favorite the over under is set at 76 <laughs> which is a little high i think but you know what I'll, okay I'll i'm take with it. it i'm very much with it both teams are averaging around 500 yards of offense both defenses are averaging upwards of 375 yards there's uh, your, your 76. Yep, and there's the 76 total. Um, USC, the one blemish against Utah, um, is, has them out of the playoffs right now. That's why they were
1: so despondent after that, because they saw the way the playoffs were setting up, and they knew, as long as we keep winning, we've got we've got a spot.
0: And, then they, and, then, and they lost to Utah.
1: And they, you know what a one-loss, because if you're going up against a couple one-loss SEC teams, a couple one-loss SEC teams potentially, you, you've never
0: got a shot. No. No, Never had a shot. It's 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 not looking good for I mean, USC. They're going to be
1: they're going to be compared more to, let's say like an like if LSU beats Georgia, it's gonna be more of a question does LSU get in or USC stuff like that. I right? Mean, they're
0: gonna be more on that tier. I think, uh, and I think the one point loss to Utah mm-hmm. absolutely made people think that they were garbage and they're not.
1: No, USC is a good team. Uh, people don't see the Pac-12 as as a true contending conference and haven't for a few years now. For I guess a couple reasons they haven't
0: you know, really produced a winner yet, but... Yeah. Yeah. Uh So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take USC. I think they cover. I think they win by 7. Oh, yeah, I would take USC by, like, 10-ish. I'll, I'll go, like, 44-37 or something, right? Um, okay. Moving on. Uh You've got Oregon and Utah. Another Pac-12 game. That game is in Outson Stadium. Utah trying to vie for a Pac-12 championship spot for the second year in a row. Oregon just had their hearts ripped out. Mm-hmm. How does Bonex respond at home, you think? I would take the Ducks at home here. Because they're at
1: home, and that's really the the main thing for me. I'm sure there's a night game, and, and that's a hard place to win at night.
0: 10.30 p.m. Yeah. I'm going to take Utah. Go, go I for I think Cam Rising gets it done. Go for and it. And I think Bo Nix is going to be um, dejected and not as interested. He does have that tendency. Um Oregon right now is a three-point favorite. Uh, the over-under is set at 63. I think that game will hit the over, but I am taking Utah to not only cover but actually win. I would take Utah money line here. Um, also, Utah's running game is awesome. Utah's running game has been great for two or three years now. Um, but I, again, I think I think Cam Rising is the key factor in that game, and I think he's going to win it because I think Bo Picks is going to come back. I need next year, I need you to be my accountability buddy on paying more attention to the Pac-12 I can do
1: that that needs to be a thing everybody find an accountability buddy that keeps you to
0: that that makes you pay attention more to the Pac-12. yeah thank you thank you forks up by the way Mm -hmm. we're fine you guys are getting matt rule or
1: something i'm sure stop please don't say that
0: there's one he's going to nebraska there's one name you could have said that would have been worse than that you know what name that is you wouldn't take matt rule at arizona state no why why should we take him
1: what what better options does Arizona State have? I'm asking very earnestly. I know I sound like a jerk and, and argumentative when I say it, but
0: I want Arizona State to go get somebody from G five. Okay. I don't I don't want a big Young name. Young up and comer. I don't want a big name. I'm tired of it. And this is a bigger thing with college football. And now that- Herm wasn't even a big name, it was a meme. That was we- it was just weird from the start. People people dunk on Herm a lot. And they should. He was a terrible coach. His first two years at Arizona State were actually really A lot fun. better than anybody they could were have a asked for. Fun. Yes, They were a lot of fun. They were better than you could have hoped. Um, but yeah, no. I, I want Arizona State to go get a G5 guy. Okay. Go get a G5. Go get an FCS guy. Go get South Dakota State's coach. Go get Sam Houston State's coach. Go get somebody that, hey, let's roll the dice. They could get uh, Rich Rodriguez from Jacksonville State. I've heard he's up and coming. Yeah i heard rita would love tempe imagine <laughs> turning down tuscaloosa so you could go live in tempe no offense to tempe haven't been there yet heard it's great can't wait to go next month for graduation it's gonna be nice i said we're going to graduation that's a scrubs reference that's a good one the one official too. tv a, that show was a deep cut the official tv show of pat's interference um okay yeah i'm, a, I'm gonna take utah you're taking oregon in that one right yeah uh old miss travels to arkansas I'm taking Ole Miss by a lot, by two scores.
1: There's a lot of distractions at Ole Miss right now.
0: A lot of distractions at Arkansas right now. There are some distractions. Arkansas had a player quit today. Had a
1: player quit today. Um, But that's not quite a a wide receiver with two touchdowns. Isn't quite as distracting as your head coach that refuses to shut down rumors that he's interested in a job of a team much worse than you. Um, that's going to pay him a lot more. They will pay him more and have more NIL money, which is the. If people are asking why would Lane Kiffin be interested in Auburn, Auburn's got a much deeper if you, NIL if you're, bucket. If
0: you're genuinely asking why would he go, you don't watch college football. Eh. You don't.
1: It's a better program with a deeper with deeper pockets, and yes. he's very frustrated with with the. Um, he's been talking about it all year. He's he's pretty frustrated with the. Um, what's the word I'm looking? At? The the dedication. It mm. Ole Miss for football, buy in.
0: the buy-in at Ole Miss, yeah. the sure, you
1: know, so
0: yeah, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I think uh, he knows where the ceiling is at Ole Miss. I think, I think Ole Miss is about to blow the doors off of them. I think they're pissed after last week. I think they've got, like you said, a lot of pent up aggression right now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a big, and look, this could be nothing. I could also see a world where Auburn never tries to get Lane Kiffin.
1: Oh, I don't think. I think they're absolutely. I, I think I think there is a
0: world where they're like, no, that's too much drama, because that's their big thing. We don't want the guy with too much drama, right? Basketball didn't just do that. Well,
1: everybody says their number two is Hugh Freeze. I'm I'm making a joke here. <laughs> okay, I was not that, I was not picking up. I was I'm like being, I was like facetious. going through the list of guys. Well, they're all full of drama. Uh, yeah, Deion
0: Sanders, the other. Other than that, <laughs> uh, other than that, not a lot of great games this week. You've got TCU at Baylor. Um, I think that's going to be a blowout as well right now. Let's see the line on that game. I actually haven't seen it. Uh TCU's only a two-and-a-half-point favorite. You yeah. find that interesting? How's Baylor been lately? Am I missing something? No, this is what happens every week with TCU. They were like three-point dogs at I Texas. Just, I don't get it. Baylor just lost 31-3 to to Kansas State. That's what I'm saying.
1: I don't get it, man. This keeps happening with TCU, and I'm going to stop betting against them.
0: Believe in the Frogs, bud. Amelia Shots is they were dogs astounded against Texas. right now. That's my cousin, by the way. She oh, went to TCU. Nice. Amelia. Shout out, Amelia. My godmother Horns up. went to TCU as well. No
1: kidding. My aunt, I wonder if they know each other. My Aunt Lauren.
0: Uh, okay. Um, University of Louisiana is going to upset Florida State. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Uh, we got to talk about it. Elephant in the room. Alabama. I'm making the Heisman house joke.
1: Oh, the elephant. Uh, oh, yeah. There you um, go. Uh, imagine, oh. being, imagine being imagine out-acted by
0: Barry Sanders if you're Baker Mayfield. Uh, or being outplayed by every single backup quarterback on the Panthers roster. Um, if you are a normal college football fan, and you don't really care what we have to say about... Oh, sorry. We have to do our segment. I almost forgot. I told you not to let me forget, and I almost forgot. Brick, let's talk about the Heisman Trophy right quick. Okay, let's do it. I... I am going to give you the position of anti-Drake May winning the Heisman. I am going to take the position Mm -hmm. of pro-Drake May winning the Heisman. I don't think either you or I think he actually is going to win the Heisman. We both think, correct me if I'm wrong, he absolutely deserves to be invited to I think
1: you should. I think you will be invited.
0: I do too. And I'm happy for him. Truly. Depending
1: on what happens next year, if if chalk kind of holds and things happen the way we expect him to, I think
0: he'll be in So let me let me just say this. Uh we are both in agreement that this is probably a little bit too early for this discussion, right? Yeah. A but, lot of
1: times at this point of the year we know. Like Joe Burrow, we knew. Jameis Winston, we knew. Devontae Smith, we knew. Devontae s most <laughs> n- it was he was separating. No, it, was, it was Mac at this point. He was separating, but he it, but but it, that wasn't even the worst. But like that this is one of those, even last year, like we didn't know going into the second to last, the penultimate week of the yeah. um, regular season, Yep, this is one of those years. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Uh, so here we go. Uh, tell me why you think Drake May does not deserve the Heisman.
1: He. This is not a knock against him. And I know that we have North Carolina fans that listen to this. And it's not a knock against him. He's been among the three best football quarterbacks this year. In college football. He's been he's been in that three. He's you know, CJ Stroud's had good games, he's had bad games. Drake May has, you know, he's been awesome. He hasn't done anything wrong. But he doesn't have that that moment. He doesn't have that big win. He doesn't have that big resume builder, that big stamp. I think this year's Heisman winner is going to come about because they're gonna write this story for themselves in these last two weeks. I'll even if, if like if CJ Stroud comes out and just blitzes Michigan in that big game, that every he's the winner. Yes, agreed. Right, agreed. I, I could even and I will legitimately even say I could say the same right now for Blake Corum if he comes out and runs for two hundred twenty yards against Ohio State and they get the upset and he scores the late touchdown. I said a guy like Blake Corum could win the Heisman, but I don't know that he's going to get that moment. Right. So if you're going to win it if you're going to win the Heisman for a team that's not competing for a title, you still need to have that big upset. And now that Clemson has lost, he's not going to have that big upset moment. I'm looking at Robert Griffin III. I'm looking at uh, Lamar Jackson when they won the Heisman. Their team wasn't competing for a championship, but they upset the teams that were. And and Drake Wallace' numbers are awesome, and there's maybe two quarterbacks I take over him in college football right now just based on their experience and nothing else. He's not going to have the upset, he's not going to have the big win, and he's not going to have the moment where everybody's watching him. He's flown under the radar. Whether or not you like it, that's what it is, and there are bigger names that are going to do things in these last two weeks that he's not going to have the opportunity to do. Now, if they all fall flat, if C.J. Stoud loses, and Blake Corum doesn't play well, and and Hendon Hooker doesn't play well, and, Stetson, and all these dudes that are kind of Stetson Bennett, these dudes that are fluttering around waiting for their moment, and they all falter, but he comes out and keeps throwing for 300 yards, and he beats Clemson... That's his best bet, but that's such a long shot that that I just don't see it happening. And I wouldn't vote for him either.
0: I would... uh, Your arguments are valid. Mm -hmm. Here's why you're wrong. Here's why I'm wrong. I've been wrong a lot this year, more than any other year.
1: Drake May. So if you're a North Carolina fan, be happy. Because this is the most wrong I've been about a
0: season ever. Uh, Drake May, as we sit here right now, uh, is... Third in yards, he is tied for first in touchdowns, he is tied for 12th with interceptions. He's thrown three picks all year, and his QBR is 88 and a half. He does not turn the ball over in UNC's worst game this season a loss to the fighting Irish of Notre Dame. His stat line this is actually, I'm being dead serious, this is crazy to me. His stat line in that game. 17 for 32. Not great. 301 yards. He had 17 completions for 301 yards. Five TDs. He's a madman. He's an absolute madman. There have been multiple games this season where he is the rushing leader for the game, too. Among both running backs and quarterbacks, he is the rushing leader. Okay? If the award is truly for the best player in college football... He is the most valuable player to his team in college football right now. Tell me I'm wrong. You're not, but the best player in college football
1: is one of the biggest lies in college football, that that's who the Heisman goes but to. But that's
0: not the argument that I'm supposed to be crafting right not. now. I know it's not. My argument is Drake Mays winning it, damn it. And you haven't believed in him, and you never will. <laughs> Except I want him really bad. Uh, Yeah, no, it'd be great if Bama got him. Then he would actually win a Heisman. Uh, Fair enough. No, it, it cutting all bs aside he has been disrespected this year we have disrespected him a bit this year we all offseason we did uh i'm talking about this season yeah this season i did not buy him even though he had a great game against app state Mm -hmm. because they had no business winning that game and you cannot sit here and tell me that a quarterback who barely beat app state deserves the heisman
1: lamar jackson lost to a this is before Kentucky this is was a great good. argument. This, this is, why is before Kentucky here. was even Mark Stoops good. Lamar Jackson
0: lost to Kentucky the last game he played before the postseason. The two quarterbacks that Drake May, if he wins the Heisman, he will remind me of Lamar Jackson, twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. RG three, two thousand
1: eleven. And but, and they you remember just that RG three,
0: two thousand eleven those- team was just like. Right, uh, they, and they
1: they had that huge win over number one Oklahoma,
0: and then he sucked. threw the game-winning touchdown. And, and they, they, they they lost three games. I yeah. remember this one very vividly. Oh yeah, no, I, no. I, I
1: want to say I was I was definitely anti Lamar. I remember being very anti Lamar Jackson Heisman for a lot of those reasons because no. he lost to Kentucky, and he was getting the votes because it was a weak year. For, it's a weak year for the Heisman this year, but it was a weak year for the Heisman that year. And he just had the highlights. He had the spin moves and the ones that ESPN played during all their promos. Yep. But he didn't have the wins. I mean, he. You know, he lost his biggest game to Clemson. He lost to Kentucky. Here I am again arguing against Lamar Jackson. I thought it should have gone to a guy like Dee Westbrook that year. I remember paying – like, Didi Westbrook's been awesome in every big game, and now they're in the playoff.
0: Yep. Anyway. Uh, The other thing I will say against Trey May before I made my closing argument as to why he should win it. Mm -hmm. He got outplayed by Chase Bryce in that App State game by, like, a lot. (laughs) Well – who hasn't been outplayed by Chase Bryce? I mean, in their he's career? the greatest quarterback of all time. It's, this it's like Chase. Chase Bryce, Grayson McCall, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud. Did you just leave off Cam Rising? Cam Rising. I'm oh so sorry. God. I'm so sorry. We had Paxton on our last episode and everything. And Paxton told me his nickname. It's like Thick Something. Next thing you thick know, boy, you're going to be leaving off. I think off, he calls himself Thick Boy.
1: Paxton probably loved like a good Easton stick.
0: <laughs> That's a name. <laughs>
1: He probably, I don't know where he came That's, from. Is, but I bet annoying. I bet like four years ago, Paxson was like, You guys are not gonna you guys will never forget the name Easton stick. He's about to take the NFL over.
0: A Heisman Trophy winner always knows how to win games. Even when his team's playing bad, even when he has a bad game. Always finds a way to win, right? Bryce Young, four overtimes against Auburn last year. Mm-hmm. Found a way to win. Okay. You've got uh uh gosh. Lamar Jackson's a great finds a way to find a way to score. He didn't find a way to win, but he found a way to score. He played his heart out, right? Um, Johnny Manziel just found a way to get it done. Mm -hmm. These are all Heisman winners that I'm naming right now. I don't know if you knew that or not. They all, all those guys won the Heisman. Drake may has beaten the following teams by one score. Virginia wake Duke, Miami, God, this is depressing. <laughs> uh, Georgia State, App State, all by one score. And I hear what you're saying. I hear exactly because he charges his team down the field and he beats Duke at Duke.
1: It, it, you, you want to hold that against him, but it does get to the point where you look at it and you go,
0: well, oh my God, if, if they didn't have him, they'd be a four-win team. Right like that's how good he is yeah he is the most valuable player that's my argument for him without him they're terrible without him Mac Brown's fired this year because and I'm being dead serious not only has Drake May saved his own career this year he's saved the career of Josh Downs mm-hmm. right Caleb Downs older brother mm-hmm. the future hope of Alabama football um nine touchdowns
1: in the red zone this year leading the FBS for Caleb Downs or Josh Downs I Josh
0: remember. Downs Josh Downs 847 receiving yards this year he's nearly a thousand yard receiver Drake May's thrown for nearly thirty five hundred yards. He has saved his career, Downs' career, and Mac Brown's career this year, mm-hmm. this season. And I, I just I, I don't know how you look at him and say that he's not going to win the Heisman. I just don't I don't see how you can't compute that brick. He's very much more talented than uh CJ Stroud. That's very obvious. And Bryce Young, that's very obvious. This is where I'm being the North Carolina fan. Right. I know, I know. Uh, but no, and I, then you say
1: that, and I go, "Well, I'm still looking for Case Keenum's Heisman." Then Ooh.
0: Case Keenum's a good,
1: yeah, He's a good quarterback. He won a playoff game, no in the I'm, NFL.
0: I'm saying, I'm saying that's a good comparison between the two. I would, I a would guy say, that's no. like, okay, who else? Like ten years from now, I will say. I mean, who is Drake on May's
1: getting it done in North Carolina? He's not at Houston, and Drake May's going to be the number one pick in 2024. But are we calling that? Are we calling that shot right now? There's he's he's got to be the leader in the clubhouse. I mean, there will be other dudes that compete for that too.
0: But you just wait till Will Anderson comes back for his senior season.
1: I mean, Caleb Williams is going to be it's going to be Caleb Williams, Drake May, those guys. But
0: yeah, uh, no, I think in, in closing, in all seriousness, Drake May is a great quarterback. He deserves to be invited to New York. I don't think Hills fans should ex- expect more than that. I think most of the rational ones are not. Um, and then he's going
1: to enter the transfer portal and go where he should have gone in the first place, Alabama, like he wanted to. <laughs> oh.
0: <sighs> I, I really don't That's the new age Of college football Everybody will, If that news comes out I will put my phone on Do not disturb For like 48 hours <laughs> uh, the- Wait I saw
1: a good tweet This has nothing to do with drink And I'm just kidding He's not going to leave I don't think he's going to Leave North Carolina That's just one of those Like we suck right now Alabama Reaching Grasping for straws thing But um, I did see Something interesting uh, Because of all this Lane Kiffin stuff And all these coaches Being talked to right now I don't want to hear about Tampering in college football Mm. In the transfer portal I mm. don't want to hear about it If a mm. coach is allowed to flirt with another school And have his agent talk and, and hammer out details While they still have two games left to play Then a, then a college football player Should be able to do the same exact thing If so and so is unhappy where they are They should be able to text people and, and get people reaching out And gauge interest from other coaches
0: Yeah so Saban should be like Hey Drake
1: Let's just go get coffee I'll go, I'll go with Evan Stewart to to take the, the annoyance off of North Carolina for now. Yes, he should... Oh, I'm not done with Dre May. I've, I've got one more thing to say, but keep going. Okay. On. Who okay. do you think wins the Heisman?
0: Stroud. I do, too, because it's, of what's going to happen. Or
1: because of what's going to happen in, in, in that game.
0: Um. Yes. It is going to... That it, will be the biggest game of the year now. Yes. Especially it, since Tennessee... That's, um, that's, if Jordan Ohio was State wins. Because I see a world where Michigan wins... CJ Stroud has a uh, game like he yeah. did against Northwestern and then it's just that's like, it. And Corum was just a long shot, but if he rushes for 200-something yards, he'll be invited.
1: I mean, he's got 17 touchdowns. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh no, the the biggest argument against Drake May right now is he's, he plays Georgia Tech, NC State, and then an alien Clemson. Yeah, his team that his just his,
1: his conference hasn't been good enough to get a, g- eyeballs no. on him and and Clemson losing was one of the worst things that could happen to his case.
0: Yeah. Uh yeah, agreed. Okay. All right, we talked
1: about Drake May. There, Carolina. And if it helps, I'll mention on the podcast that Duke shot three of 21 from three last night in their loss. Yeah. If that if, if that puts a little salt on, on me for suggesting that also, Drake May should come to Alabama, and he absolutely should. You
0: said this earlier, and I'm going to steal it from you. If Drake May played for Duke, every Carolina fan in the country would be like, well, who's he played? That's true. That's that's what they'd say. That's true, but you know. Uh, okay, let's talk about our crappy football team. Alabama lost to LSU two weeks ago. Let's go through it. Whose, whose fault is it? Oh, if you're a normal college football fan, you can tune out now. If if you want to hear Alabama rants, you can. This is the one you want to listen to. But this is... Whose fault is it? Mine. Who ruined this?
1: Me. Me. I just... I felt... I just talked about it so much that I spoke it into reality.
0: I don't know if you heard the dynasty's dead. I don't know if you heard, but the dynasty's can actually I
1: can, dead. I can I start? like I don't think it's dead, but I will, I w- I will be remiss if I say that right now... Based just from all the other dynasties dead, quote unquote, trademark TM uh, that we've had in Nick Saban time. This is the one that does feel a little different. Okay. I'll say that.
0: Okay. Yeah. We went to a national title last year. I, I just. I don't, no, no,
1: not, but I don't want to play that game. We're here in the now in the future. No, no, no. This is what I say yeah. to
0: people when they tell me that. Yeah. Okay. We went to a national championship last year. We're two plays away from being undefeated and
1: this year. We're Alabama. Year. We should go every year.
0: We're also like four plays away from being a five-win team this year. Exactly. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> two win,
1: two plays away from being undefeated in the playoff, and four. And also we could have lost four or five games
0: Nick Saban's just a gamer. He just finds a way to win. Um, no, look, uh, the LSU game is uh, squarely on the shoulders of Bill O'Brien. I don't know how you look at Jameer Gibbs, who's averaging seven yards a carry, and don't give him the ball.
1: It was, by, it was bad, bad. It was bad, and and you don't look at the fact that Bryce Young is not having a good game. He wasn't playing well, and uh, that's no. okay. Yes. Your quarterback's not always going to go out there and be incredible. Your whole offense shouldn't be well. We need him to save us every because some days, night game in LSU, you need to have a backup plan, and he did, and it was working, and he didn't use it, and
0: he didn't use it. He just completely shit all over it. And the
1: defense was awesome in the first half. First they were half holding great. LSU out of. The, they they weren't giving LSU anything. And the game was close. And then, of course, they fell apart in the second half because the offense had been sputtering and sputtering. I think they punted like five straight drives, three yep. and out, something yep. like
0: that. Yeah, the the defense is exhausted. They should absolutely. But look. Then it,
1: again, the defense should have played better in the second half. They made some awful mistakes and awful, sure, awful plays. Sure, but that's,
0: that's not the reason Alabama lost that game.
1: Right. I mean, it's a team effort. But yes, Bill O'Brien is number one. Number um, one, absolutely.
0: And I think this is the first game that got me super angry. Like... Angry, angry. Mm -hmm. Because it was the first game where it was like, oh, it's not the penalties. We had a lot of penalties in that game still. We did. Still played an undisciplined game. Still still sloppy and undisciplined. But that was not the reason that game was so bad. It was bad because our coordinators completely lost their minds. Mm -hmm. And it was the first time since probably the Iron Bowl in 2019 where I thought, Oh man, Bama just got severely outcoached. Severely, Tennessee. I felt that severely, way. Severely, yeah. We've
1: bit. been slightly outcoached at times, but this is this was the widest gap we'd had since this that was championship. this
0: was. Oh, their coordinators are playing chess, and Bill O'Brien is choking on a checker piece right now. He's
1: he's got Play-Doh. I don't know. <laughs> he's sitting in the he's sitting in this kind of like like dirty, stinky like uh, waiting area for kids at a pediatrician's office playing with Play-Doh.
0: I don't know of a single person that has been more harmful to the dynasty than Bill O'Brien. That's in or outside of the program. But without a doubt. Um, I would say that the dynasty is not looking great right now. I don't think... A dynasty you don't know, and this is what I'll say too. You don't know it's over until three or four years after it ends. Mm-hmm. Right? We could be looking back at 2026 and saying, oh yeah, it was that 2022 season that's yeah. when it started falling apart. But... If Bama wins a title in 2025, is that not part of this dynasty? No, it still is. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I think to say it's dead is is dumb right now. I think that's a lot of people reaching for clickbait. It's, it's more if, we're if lean- I see it and we're friends on Twitter. By the way, I will retweet you and say drink. <laughs> I promise. I do it all the time. I've done it to three people already this year. Yeah. Um, the
1: dynasty does feel a little bit more like a we're a good teamist right now. That was stupid. Yes, I'm glad I said it though. Yeah, no, that's good. Right? Um, are they still? Are they going to co- cut If if they can't come back and and figure out how to be a great team again, if they're just the 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 weirdest thing is that us as Alabama fans and all the people that we're friends with on social media and all the people we talk to, we have not done a good job. We've done a bad job, and I've been the worst at it. It's just being adjusting to just being an above average team this year. That's what Alabama was.
0: I, they are an above average team. I don't. I won't even take it that far. Look, take away the name Alabama if you're a college football team okay and you have two losses this season and both of them are on the road against top 10 programs okay and then the other game that is close the other two games that are close three if you want to count texas a&m we can um the other three games that are close texas a&m who at the time was a top 15 program uh top 25 were I just think ranking-wise, they, uh, they literally were. Ranking-wise, yes. Yes, but Texas reality—that's a week two road game mm-hmm. against a top fifteen program, and then LSU. Okay, your other close game was last week against Ole Miss that you won on the road. So you have three games against the road, against road opponents that are really really tough. Two of those opponents had buys the week before they played you had a whole week to prepare stuff and you played those teams back to back. If you're a normal college football fan and I sit there and I say, Hey, guess what? You're going to go 10 and two this season. This is predicting that Alabama beats Austin P and Auburn, which yeah should happen. If I tell you, you're going to have a 10 win season. You are going to lose two games. Both of them on the last play of the game. Both of them on the road. You would say, yeah, give me it all day, all day. This is not an above-average team. This is a good football team. The fact of the matter is, and the thing that makes me the most angry, is this is a really good football team that is brought down to a good football team by a bunch of adults. I would say that. I'd say they've been elite, too. They've been a good team. Yes.
1: I could have said I said above-average. I should have said a good team,
0: yeah. not an elite team. I, I just, no. And I But I don't think there are very many elite teams this year in college football.
1: Except Alabama has been consistently the elite team.
0: For 13 years. That's what
1: I'm saying. Having to adjust to not being that.
0: And I think think Saban made a good quote about that a couple weeks ago. You have to look at each team differently. We we get to this level where the expectation is so high, so high, so high, so high, that when you miss expectations a little bit, you're ignoring the fact of the things that we're getting to watch. Will Anderson is having a monster year. I know a lot of people don't want to say that. Go watch... Do me a favor. If you don't think he's having a good year, go watch Alabama replays. You can even watch the losses if you want to. Go watch the games. Except Texas. And then look at his stat line. Even in Texas. Go look at his stat line. Fourth, Actually, he did make two big plays in the fourth quarter. Go look at his stat line and then watch the replay of the game and you will be in shock. His draft stock hasn't taken a hit at all. The amount of times that he is triple teamed, double teamed, quick passed around to still have the stats he has is incredible it's incredible he is a very good football player bryce young's the best quarterback alabama's ever had Mm -hmm. that's above tua that's above Namath, stabler greg mcelroy okay pump the brakes (laughs) brody Croyle, john parker wilson tyler watts jay barker i was trying to see how many i could do in like andrew zow he's not better than andrew zow anyway no he isn't um I just feel really, really bad for this team because they deserve a lot better recognition than what they get. And the reason that they're getting chopped in half like that is because of a guy who has an actual butt on his chin. Because I think Bill O'Brien is so terrible that he makes our receivers look bad. He makes our defending Heisman Trophy winner look bad. And he is so terrible, he makes our defensive coordinator also look bad.
1: Yes, He's one of those because there is something off inside the athletic buildings right now. Not off I mean, off is, is too harsh, but they just it doesn't feel like there's that same and I think that he is the leading leading candidate for I think he is the leading voice that has kind of caused this sort of off aura, this error, this error around the program and, and just where we would be if we hadn't even average offensive coordinator if we had just a mike locksley back there calling plays like one of our just more decent ones
0: yeah no i where we would be i am with you i'm with you 100 um that was the lsu game it was frustrating neither of us had a good time watching it um credit to Jaden daniels and brian kelly man they figured it out and yeah. Brian, I mean, Brian Kelly went in the locker room and saw something or whoever was calling plays for LSU that night, saw something and said, you know what, this is what we're going to do the rest of the game and it's going to work. And it did. And Alabama never adjusted. And the balls to go for two. Huge.
1: That, that was the other thing. Cause I knew when we scored that first touchdown and I went, if they score, they're going for two. And then they scored on the first, play. the first play, first play, Oh, And I was just like right, there's no chance I actually It was a lot That two point conversion Was a lot closer Than I thought it would be I thought it was I thought they were Going to walk in
0: Uh, Brian Kelly Admitted that was a pick play he called the same exact play that against Notre Florida Dame State. I was in the stadium and, that yep. day. I, know. <laughs> I was with my dad in the stadium. I know. I know that they ran against Florida State, and I could not care less. Um, no, because There's that's no fo- business being in that situation. Kudos to him for calling it. That's that's football. Yeah, now. That's he knew, he knew now. the refs weren't going to throw things the flag. Things that, that were called four or five years ago are not called now, and things that were not called four or five years ago are called way more now. Because pass interference, and I know we talked about this last week. Pass interference has been called at least eighty percent more this year. I just refuse to believe otherwise. One day I'll look up the stat, but it's just been called every game I watch, there's a pass interference on a drive. Until the one we knew we needed. Every single game. Look, here's another one. We're watching a game right now. I guarantee you a flag's about to come out. Shocked it didn't. Actually, it didn't. Quarterback's mad, too. Um, Yeah. Schley. I just, I don't, I, I, I don't blame brian kelly for calling that play again he knows it's not going to get called no, wait, wait. at home he knows these refs have families <laughs> come on if the refs throw that flag they never see their family again are you kidding me <laughs> all right so the next <laughs> week comes about you and i are texting all week like okay ole miss is a nine and a half point dog that's ridiculous uh-huh and we were correct in thinking that yeah um but alabama did come back out and win they ran the ball pretty successfully um when they needed to mm-hmm. but the thing from that game that i will always take away was the sequence when Ole Miss went up 10 nothing Should have been 14 nothing. Yeah. But Jackson Dart, for whatever reason, forgot how to throw a football on like half the drives of that game. I don't know if you noticed that or not, but it was very bad. It
1: was bad and Lane Kiffin took a lot of heat for his play calling.
0: Yes. Um, because Judkins could have run all over us. That yeah. Thing. But anyway, uh, LSU goes up 10 nothing. Or excuse me. Uh, Ole Miss goes up 10 nothing. And CBS cuts over to Alabama's sideline. And Bryce Young is standing in the middle of them, yelling. The only other time I've seen him yell is when he got hurt against Arkansas this year. Mm -hmm. Yelling loudly at them. Everyone's in a circle around him. And he's turning around in a circle, what looks like dog cussing him. And then stops. And I'm like, why did he stop? He just stopped in his tracks. Saban walks over, stands right beside Bryce, and starts giving it to him twice as hard. Next drive they score. The drive after that field goal. The drive after that touchdown. I mean, it was bang, bang, bang. Look, I'm never going to criticize Bryce Young, okay? I wonder if that's what this team needed earlier against Tennessee, earlier against LSU, and Bryce just didn't do it, or if Saban had to get on to him to tell him to do it, but it just felt like this offense had a good teammate in Bryce, Yeah, but never had the... You're not doing enough for us. Talk. And I think that's something that I will take away from this season on with Alabama. Will Anderson and Bryce Young are two of the best players to ever put on a Crimson jersey. Okay? I don't know if they were the guys this year that they needed to be as leaders as far as stepping up and saying, no, this is not enough. I don't care that you're anxious. I don't care that you're upset. We're Alabama, and we do things different here. And I don't think that was said. And if it was said, I don't think it was said early enough.
1: Yeah. And maybe the cameras didn't pick it up, but the cameras are always on Bryce. And I have to think they would have. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that that's a good point. That's why
0: I'll always take away from the old Miss I think game. there's been a lack of voices in that building keeping the standard to where it needs to be. But then I think the other part of that, the flip side of that, and the good part of that is look how excited the guys were after that win against Ole Miss on Saturday. There was a lot of talk of should Bryce Young even play. Right. If you don't have a chance to play for a Heisman or a playoff, what are you doing? Why are you trying to get yourself hurt? That's not the guy he is. No. That's not the guy he is. And I wouldn't want to draft a guy that does that. If I'm looking
1: at Stroud versus Bryce and I'm an NFL GM, I go, well, I'll stick with the guy that sticks it out. I don't know.
0: I I think Bryce is a very, very different type of person, and I think he is going to be a great NFL quarterback.
1: I do too. I hope he goes to the Lions. But that'd be fun I to think this James sort of, again.
0: and you use this term a lot last week, the killer instinct with him sometimes just is not there. Yeah. There's the a lot team. of... Well,
1: oh, Bryce has won us some fourth game quarter comebacks. He, I'd say he's the only one with a killer instinct. But he's
0: hes not the one... The voice, yes. He's not the, the one the standing voice. up yes. saying, let's go, getting in yes. people's face. There's none of that. Yes. There's none of that. He reminds me of Tua in that regard. I
1: don't know the back was that guy, but we had Leatherwood that did it. Right. We had Najee that did it because Josh Jacobs because Josh Jacob because Devante Smith wasn't that guy yeah Josh Jacobs was you that know, guy but they the still had somebody team. like yeah. Leatherwood they still had 18 team and I, I don't know who those dudes were on offense no nope. and when there isn't one it has to default to the quarterback I don't know if Bryce did I don't know if he didn't but it's a good point that we hadn't seen that from a camera ever
0: no and, and I think it was needed this year mm-hmm. and I think I think this year there needed to be more of the AJ McCarron style I cannot believe I just said that AJ McCarron style Shoving Barrett Jones in a national title, there was yeah. just no. We know AJ was a douche on off the field, but we also knew that he was. Don't talk about St. Louis Battlehawks quarterback like that, please.
1: <laughs> he got drafted today.
0: He got drafted today. Shout out AJ! What
1: a great day for him. You know he's made fifteen million dollars in his career. Like he's doing fine.
0: I think I'm going to be sick. Um, looking forward, what does Alabama need to do for everyone to look back and say that was a pretty good year? Not uh, a pretty. Not a. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Not a pretty good year. That was a pretty good end to the year. They responded well to adversity by doing these... I'll give you three things. Win the Iron Bowl.
1: Okay. Win the Iron Bowl, not just win it, right? Win the Iron Bowl. Beat Auburn the way they should. I'm not saying they have to cover whatever that spreads. I bet it's going to be like 17, yeah. 20. Yep. They don't have to cover that. They just have to beat Auburn convincingly. Yep. Um, Not keep it a close game. Not give us a heart attack in the Iron Bowl, right? Because I will look... if we, If Auburn gives... If the Iron Bowl gives me a heart attack this year... I will look down on it more than I did last year's. It's at home. Yep. All right, so win the Iron Bowl convincingly, right? The way we should. Um, Win the bowl game. Yep. That one can be – a. it depends on who they play, but that one can be a nail-biter if it needs to. But win that bowl game. So win out. Three loss won't cut it, so win out. But I'll I'll make that part one, part two. And – have a good time, you know. Just kick, just have fun, man.
0: Let's kick ass. Yeah. I think the three things Alabama uh, and
1: fire Bill O'Brien would be three.
0: That was going to be my last thing. Yeah. Alabama needs to have conv- at this point, fire both coordinators for sure. Convincing wins in both Austin P., mm-hmm. who, by the way, I'm not saying they're going to cover or even come close to beating Alabama, but imagine the absolute storm that would come if Alabama has a slow start like they did against the Citadel a couple years ago. You remember that game? Yeah. All of a sudden, everybody's, uh uh-oh, Austin Peay's only down three going into half. So you need to have convincing wins over Austin Peay and Auburn. Very convincing. I'm very much looking forward to watching Cadillac Williams finally lose in Bryant-Denny Stadium because I've never seen it. (laughs) Uh, That needs to happen. Alabama needs to make it close or win the New Year's Six Bowl, they go to. If there is a one-point loss to a North Carolina, a Clemson, okay, it's not great, but what can you expect from this team? And there have been plenty of three-loss Alabama teams who have lost bowl games in the past.
1: Well, there, you your your question was how can they make it feel like it was a good end of the season? That will it doesn't matter who we play. If they lose that, it won't feel like a good end. That's your opinion.
0: Yeah, this is mine. Sure, I think even a close loss. Doesn't make it feel great, okay? But there's a very real world where I think you're not realizing, like you are realizing, but people aren't realizing. Alabama could go to the New Year's Six Bowl and get blown out by twenty.
1: <laughs> I know,
0: I know that because whoever they play is going to be chomping at the bit. Mm-hmm. Right, you're you're Alabama. You're getting everybody's best game.
1: I was talking to a friend today, and he said, like, because we're projected to play Clemson right now. And he said, Oh, we will be, we'll beat we'll beat the breaks off Clemson if we No, we Wrong. won't. No, Wrong. we won't. Their
0: defense is so good.
1: No, we will not beat the breaks off of Clemson. If we played them right now on a neutral field like a bowl game will be, we won't. We will win that by
0: Three? that that
1: they'll win that by fourteen and we'll win that by fourteen, but it'll be in that range. There's yeah. no beating the breaks off of Clemson. Uh
0: and then the last thing and the biggest thing is get rid of the coordinators. Yeah. I'm tired I can't defend Pete Golding anymore.
1: No, it's a whole leadership chain. It's not even—Golding's had good weeks and he's had bad weeks, but the, the, from top down, the leadership in that building needs to change. Uh, uh,
0: Bill O'Brien's gone, regardless. He's dead man walking. R- regardless. There was an uh, interview question after the LSU game where they asked Saban, mm-hmm. what do you think of Bill? And he said something to the effect of, I'm not going to talk about him good, bad, or otherwise. Yeah. The fact the word bad or otherwise even came up is not good for Bill O'Brien. Yeah. He's a dead man walking. Dead man walking. And I think Pete Golding is right behind him, even though he's a Broyles Award finalist. So what I think could probably happen is the old Nick Saban, hey, guess guess what job just called you? Yeah. You can't uh, see it because podcast isn't a visual medium, but I just winked my eye.
1: Tosh Lupoy got a job with the Browns.
0: Yeah. Got a big old promotion with the Browns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could definitely see that.
1: Um, uh Meyer just uh, went to Michigan.
0: Yep, I think that is probably the biggest part of that, other than winning the Iron Bowl. Mm-hmm. Alabama has to get rid of the coordinators this year.
1: I'm I'm semi afraid that I I I don't think there's any way Bill O'Brien comes back. I don't. Uh, I don't think anybody expects that at this point. That's that's been a piece of contention since the end of last year. So, um there's a there's a part of me though that just knows how loyal Nick saban has been to Golding and how fun, he's very fond of him I mean everybody taught he has great respect for him thinks he's a smart guy uh thinks he's a, a good guy to work with and there's a part of me that's afraid of the loyalty he has with with Pete Golding and is afraid that he's just gonna the defense is gonna end on just fine enough of a note they're just gonna go okay I don't want to get rid of Golding because I don't want to lose a bunch of recruits and, and our defense look good down the stretch yep I'm afraid of that
0: That's about all I've got. I think that's all I've got. I uh, Look, we're in for a heck of a year, man. We really are.
1: Well, the t- Horned Frogs lift the Larry O'Brien Trophy. I forget what they called it, actually. <laughs> the Larry O'Brien yeah, Trophy? I know that's the NBA, but I uh, I-, I panicked. I don't know. That- I guess they just call it the College Football the, Playoff Trophy, but the, it needs a
0: cooler name than that. The Giant Tube of Lipstick. Yeah. <laughs> if this is a 12-team playoff, this year is so much more fun. They better nail the trophy. You know what? No, Wait. they're going to keep it. No.
1: I promise. There has to be a new trophy. I pro- it's 12 I, w- teams now. I will bet you.
0: I will bet you a good chunk of money they'll keep that trophy. Well,
1: I'm going to design a better one.
0: Well, we could do that
1: right now. I'll mail it to I'll mail it to Mark Emmert.
0: Two more things. What is the funniest thing that could happen playoff-wise starting right now? The funniest scenario. Um in your opinion. This could oh, be completely biased, too. Funniest scenario um georgia
1: loses to lsu okay right yep they're still in yep um lsu leaps frog tennessee because of that yep uh tcu still makes it in michigan beats ohio state yep by one no by 45 (laughs) so that usc sneaks in ahead of tennessee Oh, no, that'd be a... Yeah, three SEC teams because because Ohio State lost by 45 to Michigan. So it's Georgia,
0: Tennessee, LSU, and Michigan. I will say the funniest playoff scenario is Georgia losing to LSU in a manner that makes people question Georgia.
1: But they have to put them in.
0: But they have to put them in. Mm-hmm. And then... They have to put LSU in. They just beat Georgia by 20. And Alabama. And then a Ohio State-Michigan game that ends in like a 9-6 victory for Michigan where C.J. Stroud does not get very badly injured but has enough of an injury where he can't play a good portion of the game. Mm -hmm. So we have to go, "Uh uh-oh, rematch time. But then... Michigan loses to Illinois in the Big Ten championship game. Oh. And then it's just chaos.
1: Yeah, that would, that would be fun. I forgot about that championship game.
0: I, th- I think I think they're, it, the funniest thing actually would be uh, Ohio State and Michigan play and the winner of that game loses in the Big Ten championship. Yeah. And then what in the hell that would
1: do? That would really create Cause chaos. Because there, there
0: could be a world where then you'd have no Big Ten member in the playoff. Which would be wild. <laughs> that would be wild. Uh, so yeah, that's that's what I'll say. The last thing we need to talk about and tease is the Sweetheart Bowl. The Sweetheart Bowl is coming up, folks. But it'll be the first year we do the Sweetheart Bowl during bowl season. That's right. Brick and I are going to pick a bowl game. We're going to sit down and watch it together. And it is going to be the Sweetheart Bowl. We know you've so we don't it. even know who our teams are. We know you've missed it. We don't right now either. Last year it was Central Michigan and Western Michigan. By the way, that game's been playing tonight. I won the Sweetheart Bowl last year. Don't you, don't you think I forgot? I didn't forget. I know you wouldn't forget. Fire up chips, like baby. Did I have did I have them or I, no, no? I had no, no, the chip I had, I had, I had Western. I had Western. <laughs> I
1: think the reason I chose them is because I was playing a solo Dynasty with them on a like 14. If
0: uh, if if Brick sounds confused right now, it's because I have not talked to him about this at all. Yeah. I've sprung this. Does this sound like a good idea though? Does it's, this yeah. sound like something you'd want to do? Maybe we get four mics in here. We get Jade and MC involved.
1: There's okay. You know that. You know that that Jade would maybe hold a mic, but she didn't even want to hold it last time we were doing one.
0: I think Jade would be all over this. All right. So that's what we're gonna do for the sweetheart bowl. Uh, this has been a little bit of a longer episode, but again, we had to catch up for two weeks. Um. That's that, Brick. Is there anything else you got?
1: Uh, I was gonna find a bowl game right now to use, but let's let's actually let's. let's
0: I want to I want to get one where we know we're both in town, where yeah. we know we're both on the couch, we can just yeah, chill and yeah, watch yeah, it, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, look, we're gonna talk to you next week, probably. I don't know why we wouldn't. Oh, uh, it's Thanksgiving. We might not. We can do it Monday or Tuesday next, next week. week. When are you gone?
1: We'll have to talk about it. I don't know. I have to figure all that out.
0: Let's do a Sunday night pod.
1: Um, yeah, we'll figure out a time to do it though.
0: We're, we're going to get one out next week. Yeah. I, I want to commit to that right now because then I'll actually do it. If we, if we tease it here, we'll do it for all the 900 followers that we've got now. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, look, I'm Patrick Norwood. He's Patrick Brickman. This has been a ton of fun. Nothing like doing a college football podcast with the best friend in the whole world. Best friend in the whole world, but I really got to pee. Okay, bye.